Hey guys, this podcast episode is brought to you by Manscaped. As regular listeners of the podcast know, personal hygiene is important to me, and I hate having hairy balls. So Manscaped's Performance Package 4.0 is perfect for me. The Performance Package 4.0 has the right tools for the job. This lovely bundle is packed with seven goodies to keep you feeling fresh and confident for you and your loved ones. So inside the Performance Package 4.0, you'll find, first of all, the Signature Lawnmower 4.0. It's an electrical trimmer that's uh, designed to trim hair on loose skin. Uh, And you know what we mean by loose skin. It has something called Advanced Skin Safe Technology, which reduces cuts and nicks on your sensitive areas. It also has a 4000K LED spotlight that's bright enough to shine a light to your true love this year. Confucius says, education breeds confidence. So it's time you get educated on the ultimate grooming routine for all your areas of raw romance this year. So it's not, it's not just down there. This package also includes something called the weed whacker. That's for your nose and hair, ear, and ear hair. <laughs> nose and ear hair trimmer that can whack away all the worst of your weeds. Manscaped even has two free gifts in the package, including a shred travel bag and anti-chafing boxer briefs to keep your boys cool and collected. Actually, then I travel with those boxes. Really comfortable. Pretty, pretty good. And for extra freshness, the performance package also includes the Manscaped's trademarked liquid formulations like the Crop Preserver, deodorant, and the Crop Reviver Toner. Like, these are like facial products, but for down there. You know what I mean? This deodorant works wonders out of the shower, and while the toner is the perfect on-the-go weapon that is designed to keep your body smelling wonderful all day, Every day and also all night long. So basically what we're saying is this is the ultimate package to buy for yourself or as a gift for your loved one. And like I said before, it's not weird to buy it for your family either. You can get yourself this gift by going to manscaped.com and you can get the exclusive offer from Two Broke Twimbos, which is 2BT. The checkout code is 2BT. It gets you 20% off plus free shipping for your Manscaped products. That's right, guys. Don't forget 20% off. You go to manscaped.com and use the promo code 2BT at checkout and make sure you get the performance package 4.0 you get those boxes for free I'll just buy the boxes like multiple pairs your balls will thank you hey Dan Lego alright listen so what I had as I had said previously <laughs> as I had said previously um, I was about to start off with a clip from from an um, something from the Dark Knight trilogy just to get people excited about Batman the Batman movie coming out with Battinson, as they call him. But um, I decided that, no, since today, I can already tell that this is going to be a difficult episode. I thought it's better for us to start with this. Mm. We push P, Philip. Push uh, P. Push P on me, Papa. Push that P on me. This is a reminder, everybody. In 2022, we are pushing P, pushing positivity, pushing progress. Mm, give me all that P. Pushing perfection. Push it all the way in me, Dan. Push it all that P. Pushing Plenty. Mm, I want plenty of that P in me. In 2020, 2021, there was too much N in the world. Too many people were pushing N. Negativity, nonsense, nothingness. We never want to be pushing N. 2022 is for pushing P. That's the new theme of this podcast. I want to remind you all. We are pushing positivity. Mm. Yes. So much P. Thank you, Dan. Pushing P Thank in you. 2022. Thank you. That was, that was amazing. You're very welcome. I'm thinking of becoming a motivational speaker. Yeah, that's great. I think I'd be good that's at it. That's great. This is how you should come out on stage. 
there's a reason behind that. We'll explain it as we go. <laughs> I, I, guys, I wish I wish you understood. Um, okay, let me, let me uh, not. We'll paint the picture later. But for now, we're just going to do subliminals. <laughs> but if we're pushing P, remember that. We're pushing P. Of course, we've got to push P. All right, listen. Let's actually start the podcast um, with the energy that we like to start with. Mm. I may have lost the last 30 seconds of recording, but you know, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> Do you want us to start again? No, Dan. We're pushing P. And right. that's, that's why we have redundancy. Welcome to another episode of Two Broke Twimbos. It's your boy, Danny, that guy, a.k.a. Yes. Danny Ass. Oh, no, I lie. I've got a new... I always keep forgetting that. Wait, uh, is it in your notes? It's in my notes. I haven't memorized it yet. What's wrong with you? Because I have a lot to think about. What, a what lot to worry about. How are you, Dan? Why is this? Is this is also on full volume? I have a lot to worry about. A lot to consider. There's a lot that's uh, swimming around my head, so it's easier just to put things down and refer to them whenever I need to refer to them. Can you stop playing with the sound, Philip? What's happening? Welcome to another episode of Two Broke Twimbos. It's your boy, Danny that guy, a.k.a. Danos the Mad Titan, a.k.a. Denford Wekumaraini, a.k.a. Denimbi, my life, your entertainment, a.k.a. I'm done with these streets. Just put a dot on every single reply to any tweet. Still need to figure out what that means exactly, but yeah. A.k.a. Mm. I really like the fact that you would sing like a, a dancehall part in your intro, and I was like, I also need to do that. Hmm. We're pushing P, pushing P. I need to put that in my intro. We're pushing P in 2022. That's right. And he's able to only the unmistakable, the big P-able, Phil Chart, a.k.a. Flash, the big boss, baby. A.k.a. Sexington Lovo, a.k.a. DJ Karat, a.k.a. Filthy Phil, and of course, Shamwari, the tankery were drinking. You know, I'm pushing through the pain right now. I'm pushing through a lot of pain down. I'm not feeling too well. That's not what pushing P means, Philip. Mm. But I'll accept it because we push it through the P sometimes. You know how we do. You know how we do. Now, um, um, I, I mentioned earlier the dots. I just wanted to address that real quick. Mm-hmm. So someone explained to me that it's just a way of of annoying people or just like, how we're not going to deal with you. So just drop a, a full stop on people's tweets. Yeah. I, it's working. <laughs> I just feel like you're adding... My worry is that you're adding engagement to people's posts. So all of a sudden the Herald are seeing a whole bunch of dots and, and, and full stops on their posts. And they're like, ah, well, you know, our engagement has shot up by 3000% this week. So, I mean, you know, is that the best way to do it? Or? Mm. But anyway, it doesn't matter. I suppose it's not that important. Let's start off as we normally do with Zimbabweans doing it big. Um, we thought that today we would make a special shout out to uh, a Zimbabwean that we, a lot, that we lost this week. His name is not Zimbabwean. Well, uh, that's true. Uh, Africans, African descent, doing it big. That's a bit of a, it's a bit of a stretch. But no, I think for anyone who's been a keen follower of British urban music, of the British grime scene, of the British hip hop scene, even to some extent the British pop scene, it's hard not to escape the influence that Jamal Edwards had. I remember, um, 
the early days of, of Twitter and coming across SBTV and watching those videos religiously and then seeing him come up and seeing him meet with Richard Branson and seeing him sign his deal with Google and seeing SBTV go from strength to strength and seeing him become such a force in the UK scene. Um, it, w- it was inspiring. And the crazy thing is he's younger than us, Dan. Um, for, and for you that don't know, um, Jamal Edwards tragically passed away earlier this week. There still hasn't been any information as to what the cause of death was, but we, we do know that we've lost someone. Only 31. And someone who was incredibly influential um, in the scene. Someone that I looked up to, someone that I respected. And it hurt me because, you know, when, you, when you're building your vision board and you're trying to see that, like, what do I want to do? What am I trying to work towards? What he did was definitely one of the blueprints. And... It hurts, man. It hurts. I mean, he's, um, obviously I never followed the British scene as closely as, as, uh, Phil has done so, but there's certain people, in fact, you can't escape his influence. Um, some of the biggest names that we know now from in British music, uh, he has been very influential in launching their careers. Uh, even, even international names like Ed Sheeran. Yeah. Speaking of Ed, there's actually, um, weirdly his last post was a few days ago, wishing Ed Sheeran happy birthday. Um, and they came up together. He actually gave the platform to Ed Sheeran. So when Ed Sheeran used to do his acoustic sets mm. that went really viral, they went viral on SPTV. Um, and it, it was great to see that they still remained in touch. And then did, did you know who A&R'd the Peru remix? Was that him? Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, DML, what's this song about? Do you know, so I got sent this a week ago. A friend of mine, Jamal, who runs SPTV, sent it to me. He said, Fireboy... DML would love you on the remix of this song. The song is blowing up in uh, Nigeria and Ghana at the moment, and their club scene runs over Christmas. Okay. So you basically put a song to the club in the middle of December, which would seem a weird thing yeah. to do in, 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 in England. But, yeah, so I've done the remix for this song, but this is the original, and it's just... It's an earworm, and it's addictive, and uh, I'm obsessed with it. I mean, Cherry will tell you I've had this song on repeat constantly in the house for the last week around me, basically. You chose the song. So, um, to give you guys context, that was uh, Sir Elton John interviewing Ed Sheeran up to the release of Ed Sheeran's last album on Apple Music, and he was asking, yo, how did you link up with Fireboy? And he was like, no, Jamal connected me. Um, yeah, man. Isn't that wild? Sir Elton John... And Ed Sheeran, I discuss. I mean, that's guys, Africa, it's our time. <laughs> Just now, it's our time. It's our time. But yeah, so uh, so that was uh, some sad news that we got this week. Huge shout out to Jamal Edwards. And uh, we figured in place of our normal Zimbabweans doing a big segment, we would just pay a little bit of tribute homage to Jamal Edwards and his influential hand in uh, music as a whole. Black music. Yeah. Um, okay, shall we get into some COVID updates? Yeah? I think you need to stop using that one. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh... All right, we're recording this on the 22nd of February. As of today, Zimbabwe had 233,571 confirmed cases overall. Rolling average right now is 281 new cases a day, which is kind of wild. But um, let me see. Wow, Philip. (laughs) 
Um, 29% of the population have had the first dose, 23% of the population fully vaccinated. That's way too little. But That's way too low, man. 0.8% of the population. I'm, I'm bringing up the, the group average, guys. Come on. I can't be holding up the group average by myself, guys. Come on now. Come on. Uh, yeah. South Africa's rolling seven day average is sitting at 2,400 new cases a day. Mm, South Africa doesn't care about COVID anymore. Anyway, South Africa is not in a post COVID society. To be fair, most of the world doesn't seem to care about COVID, but something notable from South Africa is uh, the health ministry has said that people over the age of 18 should mix or rather can mix their mm, vaccines. Once again, who's ahead of the game, Dan? Who's ahead of the game? Who's ahead of the, who's the trendsetter? <laughs> You saw the video that was sent in our Patreon group about uh, the person with multiple vaccines and the bandages all down the arms. Yes, I, I have since blocked person. <laughs> yes, that is indeed Philip. Um, but yeah, so that, that's what's going on with that's COVID. That's actually a funny video. Should we, should we share it for, for our listeners? Why so, not? Why Why not? It's funnier when you can actually see him with the, <laughs> with all the bandages down his arm and he's pointing at each of the places that he got jibbed. You got jibbed, 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 jibbed. There is something I do want to talk about real quick, but uh, after this, after this funny video, it's, a, it's, it's just a little bit serious. Bro, I'm telling you, you gotta protect yourself from this COVID. Mm. Speak on a king. Let me walk you through it. Listen, I got the Johnson and Johnson, okay? Because the Moderna, it was too much. It was too high, okay? Then I got the booster for the for the Johnson and Johnson. It'll take me even more, right? Then. The Marion came out and I had to get two more shots. Right? Right? Then I got a booster because I had got COVID. I almost died. Oh so then I had to God. get another booster. Right? Then I had passed out. So they had to inject me with electrolytes after my like 20th visit. Okay? Then they just gave me this one in the neck to protect me from all other variants that may, that may happen. Mm. It's a simple process, bro. You know, I actually hated this because this is actually how I sound. But it's, it's, it's very, it's very factual. Like you, you've got to mix and match, guys. You've got to have the cocktail, <laughs> and it, it, it is very valid. But what I wanted to quickly talk about is, I mean, something that I've sort of been paying attention to with the periphery of my brains, but because I'm pushing mm. P in 2022, I've been paying that much attention. But the Canadian trucker situation. Mm. Uh, long story short, there's a, a bunch of uh, long haul truckers in Canada who have like um, been protesting vaccine mandates. Uh, because they can't work unless they're vaccinated. They're like, oh, no, you don't want to do blah, blah, blah. So they've like blocked up huge sections of of uh, different Canadian cities. And um, and it's just become this huge global talking point where some people are either supporting the Canadian truckers because, yes, they have a right to, you know, to protest whatever goes into their bodies or whatever. And then the flip side is obviously people saying like, yo, we're trying to get to work and you're just blocking all things. <laughs> so that that actually plays on the conversation that we've repeatedly had which is on the one hand, yes, it's your right. What do you put in your body? But on the other hand, what if you are vaccinated, if you're not vaccinated, rather you to, do potentially pose a risk for people who chose to get vaccinated. So what's, what's a good compromise here? Because both sets of people will be upset, right? You choose not to get vaccinated, which means you have a higher risk of getting COVID, which means you increase my risk of getting COVID. Yes, we do know that getting vaccinated doesn't re completely eliminate the risk of getting COVID, but it reduces it. So the goal is if everyone gets vaccinated, the risks get reduced. Everyone knows the story by now, right? So I, I keep seeing conversations and I keep seeing discussions about, yes, everyone has a right to choose what they put in their body. And absolutely, I 100% believe that no one should force you to do something that you don't want to do. But everything you do has consequences, right? So if the, if the majority of people decide that, hey, 
we don't want someone unvaccinated around us because they will potentially pose risk to us. And then you decide to me, it's more important what that I choose not to put things that I don't like in my body. Then you have to face the risk of not being around people who don't want people to be vaccinated. Right. Uh, to me, it seems so simple and straightforward. And I get people like, no, if you, if they lose their jobs, if they get vaccinated, that's the same as forcing them. It's, it's not quite, but it is close enough. I get the reasoning behind it. So, but what's supposed <laughs> to happen? What, what, what is, what is the compromise? There? I, I think one, one thing you're, you're overlooking is, and I certainly don't want to sound like a know-it-all, but eh, anti-vaxxers make it so difficult, is we live in a society, Dan. And as a society... <laughs> you just memed. Mm-hmm. Yes, go ahead. Yeah, we, we live in a society. A real society. And a society has its rules and mores. In as much as we've all agreed as a society, you cannot murder someone because mm-hmm. there will be punishments for that. We've, I think we've all agreed on that. We've also realized that, hey, if we are working in this together as a society, we should do whatever we can to protect people. And there's various levels of protecting people from the small things like helping an, helping an old woman cross the street or making sure a child gets home safe or, you know, protecting someone that you love and care about to helping your neighbor to making sure that you protect your neighbors when we're dealing with a once in a lifetime pandemic. And that's the part that I don't get, or it seems that they get lost. Yes, people always want to discuss their rights, but they don't discuss how they live in a society or they live in a community with their rights have to come secondary to the, the, the greater good of the community. Because in every other aspect, we've, we've, we've come to that agreement. And the people that haven't come to the agreement, they've gone off and they've built their own little communes or little, or little silos in the middle of nowhere. Because they're like, no, I don't want to live in this society. I would rather create my own society. And we're like, fine, go ahead. Do it over there. So something that uh, uh, I came across, and I think I mentioned it before on the podcast, was don't try and um, dismiss another person's viewpoint before you can clearly articulate what it is. So I just want to understand, right? I'm going to try and articulate it. I believe that there is, I'm not saying it is harmful, but there is potential that there might be long-term harm that comes from the vaccine. And I believe that it hasn't been tested enough. That's what this person would be thinking, right? Therefore, I feel that it is unfair to force me to put something that I'm uncomfortable with in my body. And it is my right to decide not to have it. And to force me to do it is, that's just inhumane and unfair. I think that's the, the reasoning. And you know what? That's kind of, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Just that thought process in isolation is fair. I'm not saying that that's a bad reasoning. It's great. It, it's I, I I fully understand it. But like Phil said, that's not where it ends. Because if you choose not to get vaccinated, then you pose a risk to other people around you. So it's not just a case of do you want it or don't you want it. A good example would be, and, and, and I think, I, I honestly think this is a an example that applies. It should be my right to drink and drive if I want to. If that potentially causes harm to me, that's my choice. Mm. But if I want to take that risk, I should be able to take that risk that's myself. Reno in your spirit. <laughs> so if that is, if that's the same reasoning, obviously we understand that, no, you can't reason that way because if you drink and drive, it's not just your life that's at risk. You're potentially risking other people's lives and other people's property. So you can no longer say it's my right to decide what I want to do with my body and do risks to myself. It, that's clear to understand to everyone. If I drink and drive, I could potentially kill someone else. All right. So I don't understand why it's so difficult to appreciate that. Look, yes, it is your right to put whatever you want into your body or to refuse to put other things in your body. But your rights, like Phil said, no longer apply if other people's 
lives are at risk or if you're impeding on other people's lives or other people's uh, rights. I think that's so plain, clear and straightforward. I don't understand why. Why is this a difficult conversation? Ugh. Anyway, down with the truckers. But anyway. mm, so, so, so you're anti-vaxxer, that's what I'm getting from this. I am not anti-vaxxer. Although I haven't had my booster, which is bad. I keep postponing it. I need to go get my booster. I'm going to go get my booster. If we could close the Corona segment, Philip. Some of you may be aware that we have new equipment. As you can see, it's being abused. <laughs> All right, let's talk about let's talk about the, the real cracks. Look, this is going to be the majority of this podcast. <clears throat> so, uh, Phil and myself got dressed. We outside. We outside. We decided to represent as we attended skirt, 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 the Zimbabwe skirt. Music Awards. Gentle reminder that uh, the two Brooke Twimbos are proud holders, uh, proud winners of the Zimbabwe Music Award. Are we proud though? We are not holders, unfortunately, because this is what happened. I, I, I'm going to call people out now. You see, we were given the award. It didn't have our name inscribed on it. They said, oh, no, give us the item. We're going to inscribe your name on it. and We'll give it back to you. That was four years ago. Even five years ago. Because that was 2017, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Five years ago. We still haven't received our item. But anyway, so here we, we attend the Zimas. I'm going to try and set the scene. Phil had asked me last week, you may remember in the podcast, you were saying, are you going? And I wasn't sure. There were, there were several reasons why I wasn't mm-hmm. sure. I, so, so you know, keep in mind, guys, Dan was giving me very mixed signals. You know, Dan was behaving like a yellow bone on date night. I was like, yo, Dan, are you going? He's like, ah, nah, 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 nah. I'm not going, man. You know what I mean? Like, I got so much things to do. You know what I mean? I don't, I, they haven't, they haven't given me my, my pass on a silver platter. You know what I mean? How dare they disrespect me? The D-A-N, you know what I mean? I ain't going. So I'm like, ah, right, you know what, fine. Dan's not going. Let me let me get myself sorted. I sorted myself out. I get to the venue. Guess who's the first person I see canoodling at this venue? So let, let me try and give the reasoning. So I was open to going, but one, I didn't have an outfit. And two, um, the they the people who are gonna give me the the, the pass, they had said on the phone, we are gonna deliver your ticket to you at your workplace. I was like, all good, no stress. When it didn't come, I called them. I was like, hey, is there still a ticket for me? And they were like, yeah, it's there. Um, but I'm not there right now. So, like, uh, maybe, Gigi. so in my head, I was just like, ah, rather than me going and stressing and trying to figure out, do I have my ticket or do I not have my ticket? Gigi, it's okay. I'll just hear about it afterwards. Phil can represent. So after that conversation, you messaged me and said, are you going to the Zimas? I was like, ah, nah, not really. Then two other people messaged me. He's like, dude, are you going to the Zimas? Let's go. Let's go. Are you going to the Zimas? Let's go. And I thought, you know what? I feel like I'm just... At this point, it seems like it's fate. Which no, I don't believe. Because but we, still, we had to be there. Uh, the universe was conspiring. <laughs> it says, no, no, no. We had to be there. So, so I was like, you know what? I'll just find something in my wardrobe. I'll go. Anyway. So that's when I bumped into Phil. I was late, by the way. The great comment mm-hmm. started at five. Well, it was supposed to start at five. So that's the other thing. So, um... The venue was the country club, which some, it's, it's a stone's throw from my home. It's, it's, it's about a short walk. <laughs> and so I was, you know, taking my own time and then I stopped and I thought to myself, you know, you know what? I'm saying I'm going to go later because people pitch up late, but then I'm becoming part of the problem. So let me play my part, arrive on time. So I think I got there at like 7.30. I'm sorry, I'm um, 17.30, 5.30. And we get there. Um, it was even later than that, Phil. It was already 6.00. 
mm. when I arrived. So it so was yeah. A, so yeah, Dan, d- d- describe the scene that, that, so that awaited us. Let, let me set the scene. Just before I saw you, I saw people sitting outside. People were sitting outside having a couple of drinks. Eugene, I was confused. I was like, ah, oh, maybe it's an interlude or what's going mm, on. So I went up to mm. the, I can't remember the, the name of the guy that I saw. I, I, I don't know where I know him from, but I, um, I've met him before. Yeah, I know where you. Yeah, so, so I go up to him. I'm like, well, why are you guys sitting outside? He's like, I haven't started yet. I was like, what? I was rushing. I thought I was late. Like, no, they haven't started yet. And I was like, I'm going to investigate. Mm. So that was when I saw you. And then we went to the, to the front. And uh, it was quite clear that, yes, they definitely had not started yet. And mm-hmm. they were still figuring out how people were going to come in, how they're going to do the tickets and so they on. They were still sorting out the red carpet, the sound, the in, inside they couldn't, they weren't even ready to accept people. It was, it was not good. Um, and I think to also add that, so we're now in a queue, right, to, to get our tickets verified and get our accreditation and so forth, which it's not unusual, mm-hmm. but it's not the most efficient way to handle mm-hmm. it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, behind us, there's a very dapper looking man, distinguished gentleman. You know what I mean? You can always tell like people have money just by like how slick the hair is. You know what I mean? <laughs> also, I, I've seen like a set of the mouth, you know what I mean? Like mm. the way they sit there. Yeah. yeah. And he, he, this man happened to come to the awards show with his young daughter, hmm. you know, and she was looking lovely in a, in a beautiful dress. Maybe, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to guess the age. Like I would say eight. Yeah. I would say yeah, between eight and 10. Yeah. Eight, eight, nine, ten years old. And this child, once again, not having a filter, but also when you think about it, as an eight to ten year old, your world experience vis-a-vis events is very limited. Mm-hmm. I think for the most part, it's maybe a school play, mm-hmm. a speech night or two. And considering the last two years, there have been no speech nights or school plays. So we can take those off the board. Maybe a movie event or movie premiere. You know what I mean? Maybe boarding a plane or two. You know what I mean? A very limited world experience, very limited exposure to events. But within five minutes, this child loudly proclaimed, Dad, is this event organized? <laughs> Sarcastic question mark. And that, that was her accent as well. <laughs> <laughs> so we were just laughing. Now, look, in line with the theme of pushing P, I do want to say that that in itself, while disappointing, was not necessarily the red flag that it should have been because we know Zimbabwean events. Yeah. I mean, starting late, though not ideal. It's, it happens. It's, it's, it's far too common. Like 75% of events start like mm. an hour to an hour and a half late, mm-hmm. which is not great, but it happens. Right. Mm-hmm. So we were not, we were just like, okay, it's fine. It took them a little bit longer than planned to get ready. They were still trying to figure things out. It's okay. It's mm-hmm. understandable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We are, it's actually good for me because I was late. So mm-hmm. now I'm here on time. Um, hosting the red carpet were the capable and fashionable Hollywood mm. Lee, Tafazo Zimoyo. Fashionable evening to you. And our 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 fave, Gilmore T. Shout out Gilmore. Mm. Big fan of, of Gilmore, even though he didn't invite me to Pichani. But anyway. Ah, you're campaigning hard though. <laughs> you are campaigning hard. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so we we do the red carpet interview. We just do a quick, hey, this is two broke twimbos. Yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And then other people do the I didn't even make the stream. I checked. Yeah, I checked as well. I did a quick <laughs> scroll through like, damn, they cut us out. But that was because you were mentioning underwear. No, I, I don't think it's because they cut <laughs> us out. I think it's because they hadn't figured out the stream. Because we, mm. we were the test dummies. Yeah, that's fine. It's okay. Mm. It's fine. It's not, I mean, there were other bigger celebrities there than us. We're, you know, we're, we're online mm. we're podcasters. I mean, come mm. on. Mm. So, um... I'm not even going to mention the setup on the red carpet. It was a little weird, but it's fine. 
It's okay. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. We it, can still work it, with this. It's fine. Yeah. And let's not nitpick. Granted, it, it wasn't a good setup, but you know, it, it's not worth going because they've given us so much more material <laughs> in the main show. Let's not, let's not, let's not, let's not deal with the extras. Yeah. And the let's not nitpick. All I would say is if I, if I was organizing a red carpet, I would try to make sure that the interviews are not uh, audible to everyone else. It's just for the stream or whatever. I think for several reasons, because it just gets too awkward. But anyway, that doesn't matter. The, 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 the hosts were capable. They did what they did. It's just they didn't have enough information and you could tell. But no problem. We move on to inside. The first sign for me that it was a problem was when I went inside, someone looked at my ticket and just, I don't know what they looked at, the fold of the corner or something. And they said, yeah, you're on table foot five. So I walked in, I was like, this is one, that one is two, that one is three. You were in the nosebleed. <laughs> Yo, Dan, Dan was by the toilet. I, I, I had to go through the toilet to get to my seat. <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay. It's fine. It's not a problem. Um, then, then I was like, is it really strict? Because, you know, and they're like, you know, no, you have to, you have to sit where you're sitting. I'm like, I <laughs> Obviously we found out later on that it wasn't that script, strict. But anyway, we go in. The second sign that there was an issue was just looking around. You're like. The, the, the venue that they used is it's like a warehouse kind of thing that exists on in the country club mm-hmm. and it's used for events. And honestly, I've seen it done up in the deco done nicely so that it looks very pristine, glamorous, all of that. But it wasn't re- the deco but, wasn't done up like that. No matter how well you do the deco, you can't mask the falling insulation. Yeah, but you know, you, you, you sort of lean into it. You lean it like this is, we're doing a boho kind of, you know, but yeah, but then the deco wasn't, wasn't yeah. co- coinciding with that because it Absolutely was nothing, not. nothing about that deco was bohemian. Not at all. So, but fine, 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 fine. This is the best venue you could find. It's not even the worst. It's fine. The bar. Mm. This is, this is actually my biggest rant from Zima and I'm going to, I'm going to run through it right now. You see, when I went to the bar, I just thought, you know what? I'll have a couple of beers. That's it. Maybe a glass of wine. A beer was going for $3. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the normal price for a beer? Hmm? What's the normal price for a beer? Hold on. I'll explain just now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think local beers, like the local beer cans were two bucks. And then like a, like a Heineken or something was three bucks. Now that is a normal price for a beer that you would pay at a nice establishment. The reason for that is... I mean, it's quite to, because you're also paying for the service, you're paying for the environment, you're paying for the ambience, you're paying for the performance, you're paying mm-hmm. for the nice seat you're sitting on, the decor that's on the table, all of that. Mm. Where we were, there was nothing like that. Mm-mm. The service was very much like I was at a place that it should be pump price. Mm. So why would I? Yes, yes, $3 is how much you would pay if I was in a, 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 a quotes, fancy environment. But it wasn't a fancy Mm-mm. environment. Mm-mm. So why would I pay three bucks? But mm. that's not even that bad. That's not even that bad. The table I was sitting at collapsed. What during no, the Dad, performance? It just there's no way. It just you know you're a liar. You're lying. How could it then? We had to move to another table. I see you guys were twerking on the tables. What happened? No, no, no. Literally just sitting. No one even did anything. Just sitting. Uh, mm. uh, it wasn't even a full table. You're pushing too much pee, Dan. Pushing too, too much pee. Mm. But but these are small things. Honestly, honestly, if this is all that was there to complain about. <laughs> I would have been like, it was a successful event with a few little things you that know, could have gone better. Just a few, a few rough edges. Yeah, I mean, like, mm. you know, if you work hard mm. next time, it can come out. So, um, as I mentioned, the red carpet was supposed to start at five. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we only arrived at six. The red carpet only started maybe about 6.30, almost seven o'clock. I um, think the event only started at 7.30 because I got to my table. I had several conversations. 
several conversations before they even started the performances. Yeah. And so what happened was, because it got to a point where we were waiting, 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 and then we're like, oh, Meanwhile, while we were waiting, there was a lot of Yanus being played and... <laughs> so, um, the... All of a sudden, the stage dims. I'm like, mm. finally. We're only like two and two and a half hours late, but mm. fine. Mm. Mm. Out comes Enzo Aishal. Mm. My man's with full of energy, G with dancers. Shout out to Enzo Aishal. He did his thing. Mm, did his thing. He did a, he did a quick performance. The lighting was, the, a, was atrocious, but he did his thing. Lighting wasn't great, but, you know, got the energy up. The room was mm. nice. Okay, the, 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 the event is started. Then Mzo7 comes out, kills it. Mzo7 did his thing. Bulawayo representing Gigi. High energy. Like, ha! Huh? Okay. It was late, but at least, you know, mm-hmm. some top performances. Let's get into it. And then they announced the first, they go to the first category. The first category of the night. Um, did they not, mm-hmm. did they not introduce the MCs first? Oh, yes, they did. So Morris Touch comes out. I know Morris Touch. I've worked with him a lot. He's a very capable MC. Um, but he's very old school. Mm-hmm. Like his style and manner and way of speaking. He's a very old school. Very corporate gig. Exactly. Mm. But still, that's fine. It's mm-hmm. okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you give any capable MC just enough to work with, they'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. So he comes out and he pre-MCs the other MCs, mm-hmm. who are KVG and Patisani. Now... I I like KVG. Mm-hmm. As do I. I've only had very limited dealings with Pakistani, but in my dealings with him, he seems like a normal person. <laughs> what a weird thing to say. <laughs> yeah, you seem normal. These, you seem very these normal. days, that's a huge compliment, by the way. <laughs> I, I actually, I, I, I start blushing if someone says, Dan, you're so normal. I'm like, thank you. Oh my gosh. But I would, for me, KVG is one of the most capable corporate MCs out there. Mm-hmm. I think she's brilliant as a corporate MC. Because, you know, she's got, she's got the whole, um, like, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, this is the event that we're doing. We're celebrating 10 year anniversary of this company, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I would, I would never put KVG as a concert MC, for example, because you need to have a certain level of energy, craziness and whatever that she doesn't necessarily portray. Mm-hmm. Awards, I would say are somewhere in between those two, mm-hmm. right? Somewhere midway between concert MC and KVG and, and, uh, corporate and KVG sort of fits Sort of fits, but she wouldn't be my first choice. But I think she can handle it. Patisani, mm. I don't think so. I think Patisani could probably do a a, a, a concert mm. if he was doing it with someone else. Mm. But I don't know about award ceremonies. So I remember thinking that, but I was like, let me see how they do. Maybe I'm just being, and I'm very keen on MCs because obviously I do MC work. Mm. Um, anyway, they were invited up. They started doing their thing. They immediately, first thing that happened is, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Morris Touch, Morris Touch, ladies and gentlemen, KVG and Patisani. By the way, Morris Touch also is, he first introduces Patisani. He's like, oh, this guy you know him from radio, his name's Patisani. And the next one, mm. she is the most beautiful, the most amazing. Yeah. I was like, okay, dude, at least give them both equal energy. I can't, like, this guy's voice is delicious. His jokes are hilarious. His calves sculpted by the gods themselves. I mean, you could do that. It'll be funny. But anyway, they come out. First thing they do is greet each other. And then they say, we're going to start straight away with our first category. First category is best newcomer. Mm. It's like, oh, damn. Okay. I guess they realize that we started late. So they're trying to ga-ga-ga this and whole thing. So when they do that, what they do now is they now transfer. So they've got screens on either side of the the stage. Yeah. And they now queue up videos, which is normal. You know, queue up a, a video. But when they queue up the video, there's no audio or there's no voiceover work. So we just seen the nominees, their names and their faces. But no one is seeing it. Then they realize, wait a minute. 
we probably shouldn't say their names. So they start all over again. And the funny part is, um, if you've ever, I think everyone is familiar with VLC or Windows Media Player. <laughs> when you finish the video and it starts again, it will give you the title of the video in the footer. Mm-hmm. So now all of us in attendance are now seeing the naming conventions used by the Zima organizers. Not the greatest naming conventions. No, because like some files were Rizzy. <laughs> I think my favorite was Zimbabwe flag waving free use open license Ofi- 1080p, official video. <laughs> 1080p <laughs> dot MP4. But do you know what? All these things that we're mentioning honestly are small things. What's it? No, listen, we do. <laughs> they all add up. So they then... Uh, announced the awards, but there's some confusion as to how the announcement of the winners goes. So there's a little deliberation on stage. And then almost in an anticlimactic way, they then say best newcomer is Shashu. By the way, the nominees for best newcomer included K Chaps. And mm. I think everyone would be like, that's a shoe in. He's had two number one tracks. He's had several hit songs. He's, he's doing his thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No disrespect to Shashal, but she's still finding her feet. She's still finding yeah. herself. I mean, we went over, congratulations to Shashal, you know, friend of the show. So yeah, far, yeah. But uh, we got to call it like we see it. And but I'll say, I'll say personally, me, mm-hmm. if I was adjudicating the awards, I would give that award to K-Chaps and it wouldn't be close. Yeah. I would, I would definitely have given the award to K-Chaps. And I think even Shashal, to her credit, she says, like, I genuinely didn't expect, because K-Chaps was in the list of people, I didn't expect that I would get it. But congratulations to Shashal, you know. You, but, you, it's not like you haven't done anything. But also now, now things are starting to add up. You've got the poor organization of the awards. You've got the disorganization on stage. And then now you've got the announcement of this winner. And as we've discussed on this podcast many times, though, as much as we love Shashal, we can't ignore the fact that her father is who her father is. So it kind of does, it, it looks funny in the light. You know what I mean? It looks a little funny in the light. Granted, her song on my album, mwah, <laughs> it's, uh, it's not being our K-Chaps. That's, that's what I'll say. That's true. But anyway, okay. I mean, people always have questions when it comes to award winning. Sometimes even when it seems obvious, you know, and then Macklemore gets it and then everyone's upset and then it's like, okay, okay, okay. Mm. So Phil and I were sitting at different tables, remember? So Phil already sends me a message like, well, this is a promising start. (laughs) (laughs) Then, so I hope you're following so far. We've had the opening um, performance, Mm -hmm. Enzo Aishel and Mm -hmm. So Seven. And then Then we had the announcement of the first award. We're like, ah, ga, 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 it's moving Mm -hmm. nicely. Uh, And then Morris comes back and he's like, oh, (laughs) guys, yo. He didn't even say that. He just like it was normal. He's like, yeah, guys, we forgot to have an an opening prayer and uh, initial anthem. (laughs) So for the opening prayer that a gospel artist, I forget his name, he came up and he did a, a gospel, a gospel rendition of a prayer. And then I actually feels bad for him because it, it, I could tell that guy put in a lot of effort. Mm-hmm. There was a, um, a young man who did, you know, that TikTok style where you become your own choir. And you can see like it took him several weeks because his haircuts and his beard were in different phases. So, and my man was like, wearing a different outfit. So there were like eight different versions of him, all the different looks. Yes, 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 yes. Singing, yes. singing that, that was like, actually, I mean, it was pretty cool. That was actually dope. Was but once cool. again, presentation is everything. Like no matter how good, no matter how good your thing is, if it's presented in a shoddy way, it's, it's just not going to land. So, um, Okay, so opening prayer, mm. national anthem, mm-hmm. mm. um, and then we go back. Do you know what? The next thing that happened? Mm-hmm. Silence. Mm-hmm. For a good 10 minutes. Good 10 minutes. And then <laughs> after the silence? 
and not at this volume, at the level where everyone in the place like grabs their ears, like so, I'm bleeding from my eardrums right now. I think now, now it's, it's, it's time to explain. So I've been playing this because this is the sound effect we are subjected to all night at ear piercing volumes. <laughs> at an awards show, might I add, with dignitaries and respected individuals, not only in the entertainment industry, but in government, sponsors the works. And every five minutes or any time there's a transition or in between any award, the DJ thought that this was an appropriate segue. So uh, I want to read to you from mm. uh, the Herald, mm -hmm. 20 February, mm -hmm. uh, by senior arts reporter Tafaza Zimoyo. Good friend of the show. Confusion, disorganization at Zima Awards. <laughs> Zima, Zima, Zima. You know, whenever a news article starts like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's about to be lit. How many times have I called you and when will you learn or listen? For those in the dark, Zima stands for Zimbabwe Music Awards. A lot still needs to be done to ensure Zima's award ceremony sails through perfectly. Many thought that the past two years affected by COVID-19 could have served as a blessing in disguise where Zima organizers could have taken advantage to learn from their past mistakes. They had the resources, but the biggest challenge was disorganization. Mm-hmm. As suggested previously, when we want to equate the Zima with international standards, its equivalent would be the Grammys, focusing on music, while the Namas would be the Oscars. Okay. Believe you me, this year's edition of Zima Summer proved to be the worst of them all. It was chaotic from the start of the show. We will not dwell much on time management, as being late appears to become part of their DNA. According to the organizers and fly circulated as part of the marketing strategy, the show was scheduled to start at 6 p.m. sharp, and some guests had already arrived by that time, but boom! Microphones and cameras were still off. Besides, they had three presenters on the red carpet sharing a single microphone. He, ne he, he neglects to say that he was one of he them. Was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. He says, but still the red carpet was on fire as those who love fashion had a fair share to showcase their design outfits. Of course, the fans are, of course. They the were fashionable even for everyone. <laughs> Um, they started with presenting an award for best upcoming artist and then came the national anthem and opening prayer, a move many thought was a reverse. <laughs> uh, the host for the night were Pakistani and KVG who flawlessly sailed through the, during their presentation. Mm. Come on. I must say like they, they tried, they tried hard. But no, but, but there were times, I think the funniest part was on three occasions, KVG was just sent out there to placate the crowd and just basically kill for time. So she'd go back to, you know, the tried and tested call and response. Are you guys having a good time? And from the first one, come. <laughs> no. Okay, so you can only ask that question if the crowd is having a good time. When you know that they're not having a good time, you got to find other methods. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And as a rule of thumb, if things are not going well backstage, we can tell. <laughs> so at some point early on in the awards, the DJ played music for 30 minutes. This is after we had started. Just 30 minutes, maybe, maybe 20 minutes. Let me between 20 and 30 minutes uninterrupted, just music. Janos, by the way, at the Zimbabwean Music Awards. And he probably ran out of Zimbabwean music to play because it was uh, like, wait, how much music am I supposed to play? No, I mean, so he prepared some. No, but my point is, it's obvious that whatever was going on backstage, it was a mess. And mm -hmm. then, so it was actually revealed by uh, someone who was backstage that you, <laughs> these people were saying we're leaving the MCs. Mm -hmm. They were like, nah, we're leaving. So, I mean, I don't know how true that was. It's just what I was told. I wouldn't blame them. 
Yeah, and then I think there were negotiations with Hamaya Tokpai, we'll give you more money, or we're fixing whatever needs to be fixed. But I, I don't remember seeing Patisani again until the end. Close to the end, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure I'm sure I am I'm almost convinced. Because if I was an MC there, I would also start thinking that, yo, this is gonna start reflecting on me now. Mm-hmm. So uh anyway, this is a very entertaining read if you want to read what Tafadza Zimoya said, but it was extremely disorganized. For some reason, in between awards, there was periods of five minutes, even 10 minutes of just silence or music. Mm-hmm. The voiceovers that were supposed to play were playing weird, or sometimes they would play while the person was also in. So the person would say, the nominees are blah, 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 in the middle of them, in and, the middle of them and talking. The, and that's another thing. You actually brought it up. There was no script. So people would come on stage to present an award, and they had no idea what they were saying, which award they were presenting, which also led to another wonderful snafu. That happened several times. I think, Dan, what happened was they, backstage, they had their list of winners, right? And they had mm-hmm. little, like, cards. And they yep. piled them in order. Like, this is the order we're handing out the awards. This is the order of the winners. And I think someone knocked over that table. And then they scrambled to p- pick up the cards again. <laughs> and then they shuffled the order. Because on three, no, four different occasions, people announced winners for the wrong category, leaving us very confused. And the most farcical of this was, when it was supposed to be best traditional and they announced DJ Zandimas is the winner. And everyone was like, wait a minute, no, Zandimas is now in the best house. And then they tried to wait like 30 minutes and then they went back to the best house category and they tried to create suspense like, oh my God, who could be winning this? Oh my God, who could it be? Guys, really? So it's obvious also that DJ Zandimas was a, uh, an honored guest. I think they must have flew her in from South Africa or at least had some kind of arrangement with her. Because, you know, she was, she was featured a lot. She performed. So, mm-hmm. She won three awards. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Hey, there's so much to tackle. Okay. Let, let's, let's discuss the Zandy Mass thing. So the Zandy Mass thing. Okay. Um, and I think to people who aren't versed in the music industry or versed in entertainment, they don't understand that a lot of this is smoke and mirrors, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of this is paused by publicists and so forth. In fact, it reminds me of a discussion we're having in the group that I need to expound upon here. So. For the most part, when you get to a certain stage in your career, you can dictate which awards you win. I mean, Kanye had that famous rant about it and he wasn't lying. As unhinged as he may have been and as foul as he may have been for exposing their business, that's just the fact of the game. There are certain award shows. If they want to honor Rihanna, Rihanna's team are going to be like, okay, how many awards is Rihanna winning? And then they'll be like, ah, we can't share them. Like, if you're not going to tell us, you don't have to ask which category she's winning in. We just need to know. Because is this worth our time? Because when you get to a certain level, attending an event is an expense because you've got security, you've got makeup, you've got to get a dress, you've got to fly out your team. There's a whole lot that, that's involved. So that much I get. So if you guys felt that Zandy Maz was the person you wanted to represent your awards, that's your decision. It's the wrong decision, but it's your decision. Because... I don't see how anyone with even a little bit of understanding of the Zimbabwean entertainment industry, the Zimbabwean music industry, would say, no, guys, we need to hang our hat on Zandimaz and not Natio. That's what I was about to ask you. I was, I was going to ask you, do you think Zandimaz is at that level? No. Now, don't get me wrong. She is talented producer, DJ. Mm-hmm. She, she made some bops, including the song with Natio. Yeah. Made some dope bops. I think we featured them on the podcast. She's got, she's got some vibes. Absolutely. But by no means is she a big name in Zim. And not only that, there's no way she's a bigger name than Natio and Freeman. Mm. Which brings me to the next thing. 
Nati O was absolutely robbed. Um, I mean, he won Song of the Year, Best Male. But by, and, but by that time, he had left. Yeah. And I'm not revealing anything that's secret. Like, you could tell. If you watch the show, you saw that Nati O left. Nati O was there. I spoke to him. And he said, Leo, Phil, I'm going. Because I'm being disrespected here. And I couldn't blame him. And he wasn't the only artist that stormed out. Right? So there's that that happens. The other thing is you guys decide to give Freeman three awards, right? You guys have known for quite some time now when you're having the awards. You announced these awards back in September of last year. I don't know when your adjudication panel was, but you guys knew who the winners were for some time because you got their names engraved. So at the very least, there was like a three-day window. Mm. Me, as someone who's on Instagram, I knew that Freeman had a show with Mbeo that night. So... And Mayo was another winner, mm. wasn't there? So my question to you guys is, and I was actually having this conversation with someone before the awards as, as part of that long build-up, long conversations. And I was trying to explain to her. And she was like, Yo, how many artists do you expect to pitch up? And I was like, if these guys are lucky, maybe 50. And she was like, why so little? And I, and I was explaining to the dynamics of the Zimbabwean entertainment industry. And I was like, the other thing is, these guys are finally able to get bookings again. Mm. If I'm getting a booking, and I've had two years of no bookings because of COVID, Am I going to come to an award show where I might win an award or am I getting the definite bag? And these are the conversations that organizers should be having with the artists, especially the artists they want to give multiple awards to. Right? Sh- shall we call, who should we call? Shall we call Nati Award? No, I'm not, I'm not throwing him under the bus. Let's not do that. I, I just, I want to hear the perspective of someone who was an artist there. Because, I mean, okay, Nati O won three awards. He won uh, Song of the Year. Best Album, and Best Male Artist. Those are major awards. So as much as we can say he was snubbed or disrespected, I mean, he did win some major awards. The, I, th- I think one of the early awards that we really thought he should have won that he didn't, um, was it Best Dancehall? No, it wasn't normally. It was, it was Best Afro Pop, Best Alternative. Um, there was another one that Freeman won. There was, there was a, there was I'm pretty sure he was nominated for Best Dancehall because I think we had a conversation like, is no, Nati no. O considered Dancehall? He's not. He wasn't nominated in Dancehall. Yeah. I remember I had the, um, the thing open. But but yeah, so those are the type of things, right? So the Zimas clearly did not do their due diligence. They did not do their work. Now, let's move on to the actual winners of these awards. Okay, we've already discussed Shashal winning Best Newcomer, right? Again, no disrespect to Shashal. She has been putting work. We've seen her doing a lot of work in some, but by no means, I think even she would agree and her, and her hardcore fans would agree that she is not the best newcomer. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the best example I can give to this is, Dan, do you remember that season where Liverpool scored 99 points? Mm-hmm. But Man U scored 104. That, that's, that's, what, that's what we're saying. So even when you produce your best and you do, you do amazing, sometimes someone just does better than you. T- K. Chaps did better. Simple as straightforward. Um, another one, another, another award that had a lot of people confused was best hip hop. Did you feel, did you hear how silent people yes. were clapping and cheering uh, after some awards? Yeah. Best hip hop. People RPLs. were like, huh? I remember, I remember that. I even, even in my life, I was like, yo, things are getting tense. <laughs> it's a good thing our appeals wasn't there. Cause who knows, you know, I feel like that's very disrespectful to someone. Now, again, again, our appeals has put it, we've played some of his music. He's definitely put in work and so on. But is R. Peels the best hip hop artist of 2020, 2021? Come on, guys. Come on. Well, let's be fair. He was nominated with Do Major, Muse, Pro Beats, and Tashamisu. So maybe the problem was the nominations. No, Pro Beats. 
Probeats has dropped it. Yeah, absolutely. Probeats has dropped since the last Namas. He's dropped three projects. He's toured twice. Zimas. But yeah. Oh yeah. Another thing I forgot to mention. It it really irked me so much that so many presenters went out there. So you know, you, you know, in a, an awards show, a different person would come out to announce the winner. Mm-hmm. First of all, Zandi Maz was pronounced three different times each time she won. Mm-hmm. Zandi Mazi, Zandmaz, Z- I don't know. Mm-hmm. Someone else, someone came out and said Doraka Smoyo. What's his name? Um, Cody, whatever that rank, Co- Cody rank, Marshall. Cody rank Marshall, whatever his name is. No, but that's his spiel, isn't it? That's that's what you guys go uh, Google Gaga over. He kept on saying Doraka Smoyo. Mm-hmm. And and the winner is obviously Doka Smoyo. Again, I don't even know. Um, if, I got, is, if I got on stage, I'd hit him upside the head with that award. <laughs> I think okay. I think there's not enough violence. <laughs> so the the other thing was obviously um, it was a little, it was a little it was also a little awkward for me, Dan, because I was sitting near the front, mm-hmm. you know, VIP tables, you know, like work. I don't think they were VIP tables. They, it was just different placements. No, they actually were VIP tables because we were getting the free wife and the free food. You had to pay for your drinks, so I was on the comp. Anyway, right next to us. So I didn't notice him at first, but right next to us, there was a lot of commotion. There was a lot of individuals, a lot of goons, hmm. a substantial amount of goons. And I was like, what is going on here? Because I thought a fight was about to break out. And I realized, oh no, these goons are all moving in unison. And when I say there were a lot of goons, Dan, there were a lot of goons. There were about 40 of these dudes. And at the next table is Prophet Passion, Chamu Chwanza, in Rockford. Just fats. Mm. So as you know, Dan, I haven't said the nicest things about Rockford. I stand behind my words. I think he might have heard him because he gave me a look. <laughs> However, <laughs> <laughs> However, was I, he wearing the plastic bag? He was wearing the freeze it. Quit, I get freeze it. <laughs> so, I'm a one-on-one. I can talk to you as a man. If it comes to that, I can do it. But I guess 20. Ah, no. I, 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 I do not believe I am jetly. Were you, were you nervous? <laughs> For a little bit. I was like, nah. I was already planning my script. Okay, like if it, if it breaks off. Now I was, I was remembering, you know that, D, that Detroit um, tactical unit dude? Mm-hmm. Like when you find a group. You know? <laughs> I was like, okay, I need, to, I need to remember. I need to remember these tactical, these tactical tools. <laughs> so at that table... And Passion Java was dressed to the nines, Dan, to the mm-hmm. nines, beautifully. Um, he, he came in wearing a lovely jacket, accentuated by $50 bills stapled to his clothing. I mean, when we talk about progress, when we talk about a fashion icon, mm. when we talk about, you know, Virgil Abloh, Kanye West, we can't forget Passion. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. he was killing the game. And of course, Rockford. You know, yes. these guys are ahead of the game. Because Rockford is so ahead of the game. He's wearing a, a suit that Marcus Houston wore a decade ago. Rockford was basically, he was, he was the Coca-Cola flavored freeze it. Mm. No, I think what he was, what he was planning on doing was, because he was, he was, he was, he was, he was going to rain on y'all. Mm. He was making sure he had protection. Raincoat. Mm. Mm. I see. I see. How hot do you think his armpits were? <laughs> Because those things had no breathing holes whatsoever. That was straight plastic. Straight PVC, Dad. And it was thick too. It wasn't, it wasn't like thin. It wasn't grocery bag plastic. It was Waverly blanket plastic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the one where you, the, the, the two in one comes in that bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's plastic. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's, let, let's just quickly go over the Okay, winners. so the last thing is like, Freeman, he's had a good year. Mm-hmm. I don't believe... Um, personally, in my opinion, I don't believe he had a better year than Natio. 
And I said, Natio should have cleaned up at those awards. Because of the disorganization, Natio left. Because of the disorganization and questionable decisions, even as much as I might have personal issues with Rocky, some of the, the awards that he lost, I was even like, mm, but guys. So, okay. So Freeman, Freeman won video of the year and best Zim dancer. For Pompey. If I mean, it, Phil, did you see that? I, yeah, as, <laughs> much as, as much as I love the Durban, the Durban Yanch, as much as I love it, as uh, it's a cuck song, but it's a better video. Not a bad song. Not my favorite. But, but it's but a dad. Oh, you mean by the team? Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's why I'm saying, like, was Pombi head and shoulders above? Parati Parata won best collaboration. Uh, like I mentioned, Rocky was gone. Let me mention the 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 win the the awards that Zandimas won. She won best female. Mm-hmm. She won um, best dance, which is house form quite okay. or EDM. Which video has San Pedro directed? I don't know. She also won, uh, what was the third one that she won? She won, I said she won Best Female, Best International Zimbabwean Artist. Also, that that that, that category made no sense because Natio was nominated in that category. Yeah, which is weird. But also, was Zandimaz Best Female? All right, what was I saying? Oh, yes. Um, You're saying... Um, was Zandimaz Best Female? I don't think so, but... You know, it's difficult to, during awards, because sometimes you don't necessarily know all the criteria that people used. And at the same time, they also have to balance the politics behind the scenes and all of that. So whatever. But sometimes certain things are egregious. Um, But anyway, let's move on from the Zimas, Philip. Let's discuss some other things that are worthy of discussion. Uh, So on a scale of one to ten, what did you give the Zimas? One. Almost everything that could go wrong went wrong. The awards, the setup, the venue, the everything. But I don't think it went wrong. I just think they weren't prepared. So in speaking to people that were involved with it, they, they literally said there was no rehearsal. Yeah. No rehearsal. So it was wild. Okay. Let's talk about some other things that happened uh, over the past couple of days. Um, I don't know this story about Maporisa and Mac G. What, what happened? Uh... That's convoluted, but basically, you know, the vocalist and his manager went on Maggie's podcast. Um, my bodies are took issue with what they said, and there was just like these guys did me dirty, and they cut me out of a deal. Um, and then he also had some words for Maggie. <sighs> At the end of the day, it's not worth it. But yeah, it's a bull- defund Maggie. As uh, we've been saying, this guys, not everyone should have a podcast. And I know that sounds rich coming from us, but look, I mean, uh, the, the fruits are speaking for themselves. The proof is in the pudding, as they say. Um, Diamond Platinum's dressed up as a cowboy with the Confederate flag. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I often wonder how much is, uh, how much are, are major artists, I'm talking, someone as big as Diamond Platinum's, how aware are they of the nuances of what's going on in the world? Like how, I think I've, I've discussed this many a time. They don't have the, they don't have the bandwidth, nor do they have the impetus because when you're successful, especially when you're successful young, you're not actively seeking out information or changing your worldview or challenging yourself because everyone around you is telling you, yo, you're right. And it's not that, it's not that we're trying to excuse it. What's wrong is wrong. So I'm not trying to, um, Mm, excuse just, it anyway. I just put it like birds. Birds are going to tweet, bro. Birds going to tweet. But the 
I don't expect what should probably happen is like, Hey bro, you shouldn't do that. That's messed up. Which is kind of what happened, but yeah. Mm. Philip, are you okay? Do you want us to stop? And then we can I haven't been it. okay since we started recording Dan, but you don't care. <laughs> I, I, I'm trusting you to know your own levels. I'm, I'm pushing through Dan. Okay. okay. The, the podcast listeners deserve content. Phil okay. is not well guys. Phil is struggling here. Phil is, uh, don't, don't be out here like uh, collapsing on me. Mm-hmm. But you know what, Philip? We'll we'll just ga ga the rest of these stories. Oh, by the way, World War Three is on the corner. How you feel? Uh, about time. You know, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. uh, I think we've gone too long without World War. So, also, so are you going to acknowledge your your other side, since it's the antagonist in this uh, particular conflict? Our nationalities at birth are all accidents. Mm-hmm. We okay. don't plan them. So I'm not too worried about that. It's all good. Mm-hmm. Oh, did you renounce your citizenship? I did not. So you you are Russian spy? I do not have Russian citizenship. Oh my God, Dennis Salt. I knew it. I did not have, <laughs> but I mean, even now. Zimbabwean versus Russian. I mean, no. I'm weighing the options. Mm. But yeah, anyway, um, let's keep it moving. So, oh yeah, what I was saying about Diamond Platinums, don't expect artists to understand nuances that most of us understand because they are so far devoid, they are so far removed from what happens on the ground. They probably don't even notice or don't think about it. Or even if they do, they don't understand the full meanings and not to give him an excuse because he should understand, but it's clear he doesn't. So to me, the, the most simple thing to do here is, dog, that was messed up. If you don't know, this is what you should do. Mm. But to try and think that there's some deeper meaning or whatever, I don't think. So I shared it in the patron group, but um, Trevor Noah had a very good conversation with Indiari, like mm-hmm. a long form chat. And actually, as an aside, I think Trevor Noah has actually found um, where his niche is. Because mm-hmm. I don't find his jokes particularly funny, but when it comes to providing nuance on a topic and delving deep into it, he and does pretty well. He does pretty well, especially with this new format that the show allows him because there's no audience in there. Um, and as part of that discussion, he says, like, I definitely want to acknowledge um, Joe Rogan's mistakes and his. he needs to do more to call his fans to order because they're in my DMs, they're in your DMs, speaking of Indiari, calling us all the racist words that Joe Rogan was accused of calling us. But there, there's no context, it's just straight racism. And on top of that, he also says that I'm worried that when we find out someone has done something wrong, if we cast them out of society completely, we're feeding the problem because now they become outcasts and they be, get accepted by the worst of society and they never are given a chance at redemption. They're only just forced to double down on these problematic views, which is concerning. And I have to agree with them. Mm. So, in this, and I think that ties in perfectly to what you said with Diamond Platinums, is I think we need to divorce ourselves. Whoopsie, sorry. We need to divorce ourselves from this eviscerate, dragging, cancel, you know, like all these hyperbolic adjectives and just focus on, hey, we highlighted an issue. This person made a mistake. We highlighted an issue. And then you can base how you treat them on that. Like, hey, it's now been three times we've raised this issue with you. Clearly, this is no longer a place coming from a place of ignorance. Clearly, you know what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, so I was in the in Tim Ferriss's podcast. I don't know if you listened to his most recent one with the South African guy who runs Londa Lozi. I skipped through after he was giving his story. 
You should listen to it. It's actually, if you can look past the the white man talking about African culture and stuff, he does raise some very interesting conversations. One of the things that they delve into for quite a while is this very whole concept of we are so quick, especially online, to castigate, cancel, uh, attack people who have done wrong. Um, that it, it, that's, that's become weaponized. That's just what it is now. If you do something wrong, we're going to attack you until blah, 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 blah. Whereas a far better way of handling it is to actually, if there is criticism to be given, to be given that criticism, but to not come from a place of, I am completely in the right and you are completely in the wrong. And that's not to say that they were not in the wrong. Of course they were in the wrong, but the way that everyone is just like, oh my gosh, this person did this and said that canceled. Oh, no, 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 no. And I don't necessarily believe in cancel culture like that. Are they poltergeists here? Um, I don't necessarily believe in cancel culture like that, but there definitely is a very attacking mindset towards people whenever they do something that's wrong or messed up or whatever. So you're absolutely, you're right. The, the whole thing of completely ostracizing someone because they did something wrong. I think that's, that's the wrong way to do it. Surely as society, there's ways to punish without completely hundred percent or zero percent. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, let's see. Let's move on. Scammer businesses in Zimbabwe. Okay, some. <laughs> the timeline was 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 a lit yesterday. Um, but basically, guys, um, if you're running a business, please don't scam. Because I've been a victim to this as well. Trying, excuse me, trying to support someone on the on the timeline, and then realizing that what they're selling isn't what they can deliver. And it's unfortunate, Dan. You know, you know, when we're trying to improve, you know, black on black businesses and support each other in our communities, let's at least deliver quality service delivery. Don't you agree, Dan? It's easy to say that without considering No, I actually I actually discussed it on Twitter. I like I cannot understand how easy it is for you to go from being a legitimate businessman to becoming someone who can fail to deliver. So Zimbabwe is a cacophony of worst case scenarios. Like it's just a litany of worst case scenarios from banking to lines of credit to being just, just understanding your operational expenses and then being consistent every month. It's so difficult to plan. So I can understand, Hey, I made this nice disc or I, I did this nice thing. And then now I've, I've got maybe one employee or I'm the only employee. And then my post goes viral on social media. And now my DMS are lit with requests and I know I can't fulfill every one of them, but I'm also concerned and worried that, yo, this could be my only chance to get out of poverty. This could be my only chance to rescue my business. Hey, I've been hearing all this about they sleep, we grind, this time, the third, this is my opportunity. Let me, let me do this. Not realizing that when you do that, you're actually compromising the quality of your work. And you can't fulfill now all the orders that you potentially have. Yeah. And mm-hmm. because of Zimbabwe's cat situation, especially if people are only paying upon collection, mm-hmm. um, you can't hire new staff because you don't know what your cash flow situation is. You, if there's a power cut now, because there's no power, you need to run the generator. That's a 30 to $50 extra expense every day just to run the generator. And even when you're running the generator, you can't use all your equipment. So there's all these variables that make it very, very difficult. So I, I understand that. And, and I sympathize with that because I too am also in those situations because I also own a business in Zimbabwe. But what I have learned is sometimes it's okay to say no. Sometimes it's okay to fire clients. I, th- I think also um, it's wrong to call such situations scammers. Because there are, there are people who are definitely scammers. So at what point now, especially with this discussion, the question now was, at what point does this person now become a scammer? Because they had been failing to deliver on work for quite some time. Mm-hmm. 
over a multitude of clients. They, now, almost the whole time, I was like, ah, I thought I was the only one. Like everyone else who seems to have ordered from him had is, a bad experience. Is that a scammer or is it someone who's not good at their job or couldn't manage or fail to handle? But the, the thing is, at a certain point, if, if I pay for a service and you don't deliver that service and you don't return my money or provide me with any restitution or feedback, then at what point does it become, does it transition from being a mistake to becoming a scam? So the same sympathy that you have for Zimbabwean business is one that I have. So there's, there's a, a small business owner who's doing his thing, you know, starting up, whatever, hired me for some work. Um, we had agreed on payment and all of that and so on. It's now, I don't know, several months later. And my biggest issue is I understand that there's problems. I get it. I understand that there's problems, but you can't just go quiet. You can't just go quiet and then... You know, now I'm chasing you like I'm, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm chasing a light skin chick or something like, yo, how far away you at? Did you? Like, if you, I think the line between, and you're right, the line between scammer and just struggling to keep up with whatever your work is because of the situation you're in is communication. Mm. Some people won't forgive you and it's their right because if they paid money and you made a promise, then you must fulfill in the promise. But if you are able to communicate in many cases to just say, hey, I know this is what I promised, but this is currently what's going on. And you don't even have to get into too much detail like I'm facing certain problems, you, then you have to realistically say, I know I promised a week. It will actually take me three weeks. I am so sorry about that. Um, I will refund you 10% of what you paid me to make up for the inconvenience or something like that. Mm. You got to do that. You can't just assume, ah, the same is tight. Sorry. You know what I mean? And it's, it's a similar situation. Like with the person who owes me money, it's been several months and I don't, I don't, I, I, don't, I hate to be the person to always be on your back or whatever, but you're quiet. So if, if someone were to, eventually he tries and explains that this is actually what happened this is what happened. I'm like, cool, I understand, but you just have to explain that to me because we had an arrangement, we had a date, we had an agreement. So why not say, hey, this was the plan that we had. Unfortunately, I'm not able to meet it because of ABC. This is how I'm going to meet it. And this is how I'll make up to you. Mm. Or if you can't make it up, like, please forgive me. Or whatever the case is, you got to communicate somehow. But anyway, uh, speaking of businesses going sour, Lady Dew in South Africa has uh, been in the news recently because uh, she has fired her management. Management. Um, so this was a very peculiar story. Very so she peculiar. says she said on her Instagram that she couldn't figure out why she was not getting booked. Um, and then in a separate post as well, she also said that her manager was taking money behind her back from different promoters. Um, so she went separate ways with her management and she says that since then things have been going great. I've tried my best to keep it in and not say anything, but I thought, nah, people go through so much in the industry. These new age, I'm a piano kids need a person that will be transparent so that they see the industry isn't as easy as it looks. And then she has a very long Instagram post where she talks about uh, how her management was taking money behind the back, behind her back. So, so why do you say it's peculiar? So the manager she's, she's mentioning there is Tabiso. Tabiso, a.k.a. Hip Hop Scholar, a.k.a. Um, the man who ran the business affairs and managed cash time mm. for all those years. And none of this made sense to me. So I was, I was trying to understand what, it, what would be Tabiso's motivation, considering the fact that he's been in the industry for so long. He's not only worked as an independent, he's worked with established labels. He's now started his own thing again. Why would you sacrifice or jeopardize your client's ability to make money because you make money on commissions. Hmm. And it racked my brain. I was asking a bunch of people and they were like, yo fam, we don't understand either. And especially when you have this much experience, when you have this much um, cachet, 
it was weird. And the only thing I could come up with was, man's is, is moving like a jilted ex. But as far as we know, they weren't dating. And it's just... I mean, so, is it completely true or is there a possibility of misunderstanding? Because that always happens, right? I, I will say that I and, uh, and other people were very confused. I wouldn't say confused, but we just raised eyebrows when December came around and things opened up in South Africa and everyone was performing, everyone was getting booked, everyone was going to Ghana, except Lady Do. And hmm. we had this discussion last year and we are like, the new crop of women in the Ama piano scene, it's Kamompela, Deben Gogo, Lady Do. Lady Do was the only one that didn't perform extensively. There's a reason for that, surely. So there's something happening behind the scenes that we're not privy to that's very peculiar. Hmm. Maybe we'll get more information as it comes through. But I do think that for any art, if an artist is listening to this right now, your choice of management is probably going to be one of the biggest decisions in terms of... Always, and here's a top tip for any artist, always be copied in the emails. Always. Set up, when you set up your booking email, set it up so that it automatically copies your personal address. Even if it's a BCC, just so you know what's going on. Or at least you can look back on it if there's questions that you have. Um, okay, Philip, I think we should listen to some. Oh, wait, there's some news. Um, former Zimbabwean national team footballer, Charles Johan. Yeah, I, I heard the story last week. It was tragic, man. Yeah, he was, uh, he was based in South Africa. He was a former footballer and he was, I think he was working for L- L- Bolt. Lift. Mm. Bolt. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he was. Look at, look at what our, our stars are reduced to, man. Ah, this country is so depressing. Yeah. He was, uh, he was gunned down in a carjacking incident in South Africa, only 48 years old. That is actually just super depressing. Imagine, mm. imagine hearing, imagine you hear that, I don't know, Ronaldinho is driving Uber. That would be worrying, bro. But anyway. Mm. So, yeah, so uh, that was some sad news that was coming over there. Have you watched the Genius documentary? I just watched part one. Um, yeah, I did. Did you? Not yet, but I look forward to it. It's, it's pretty decent. Pretty decent. It, it, it's more sad than anything. As in sad? Because you see just how much of a grounding force Kanye's mom was, but also Kanye, Kanye's always been Kanye. Hmm. He just didn't have the money to be Kanye. <laughs> Is it, wasn't it, wasn't it, uh, wasn't it uh, Bill Burr who had that joke? <laughs> when you heard Kanye talking it was like oh my god oh he's black <laughs> it sounds worse than it was okay <laughs> but yeah Kanye's always been Kanye and then there was another discussion in the group where when Kanye had mentioned that he's not releasing his new album which actually should have dropped today Dan have you seen it? no yeah. I think it would have been big noise uh, I, I just opened my Spotify you saw there was nothing on there well Andy guy is releasing exclusively oh yeah he's releasing exclusively to his also Kanye also Mm, Kanye no Kanye but there was now a press release that said on the day that he took his music down Kanye is now in the top 10 of Apple Music and on the face of it I can understand why someone would be like oh that's a that's a good thing but I was also trying to highlight to all our listeners particularly our patrons how spin works so as a publicist your job isn't to tell the truth my job is to push a narrative and it's to find um, whatever disparate facts and manipulate them to prove the narrative. You know what I mean? If you're familiar with uh, what Trump did um, during his presidency and all his spokespeople, they, they, they love doing that. 
Fox News, very good at doing that. And publicists are the same. So when people were sharing that graphic of college dropout being in the top 10, what you guys might not have noticed was it doesn't mention which countries it appears in the top 10 for. It doesn't mention how long it was in the top 10 for. It doesn't mention how many downloads it's accumulated, how much revenue is generated, how many streams versus downloads. And all this is very important because, Dan, if you and I right now in this room went to Apple Music and we searched Pungwe Sessions and the two of us bought and downloaded it, we'd get into the top 10. Mm. So please be cognizant of spin. Always ask yourselves, whenever you guys see a press release, especially like in this day and age where art is always bragging about, yo, I've, I've now got the number one streaming song amongst teenage girls in Albania between 5 a.m. and 3 p.m. Stuff like that. People, people are just creating spin. You know what I mean? And just be cognizant of that because everything that glitters is not gold. Let's do some music while we're talking music. Yeah. Let's play some music. This so is, this was the, the, they posted that the last time. Though, yeah, right? yeah, I was laughing at it. <laughs> um, so a friend of the podcast, Philip, DJ mm. Nida, released mm. a new song. Mm. With Tashle, I saw that. With yeah, Tashle yeah. Zinza. Check it out. It's called Sweetie Lavo. for a couple of years now. I mean, you know, she's been pursuing love, not music. She got married, right? Oh, what? I think so. If I'm lying, forgive me, Nida, but I think she got married. Shout out to you, Colleen. She does her thing. Um, but she's been quiet for a couple of years and I think this is a great song to come back with. I quite like the song and uh, mm. I love Tashle's vocals. I don't yeah, know how I feel about Tashle back. I don't know how I feel about the But yeah, it's a vibe. I like the song. I like the song. I like the song. Hey, K Chaps posted a. Um, oh, what's yeah. that? I was, I was playing the new Pop Chain Dropped his album on Friday. Oh, yes. And this is uh, Mbavu Yango. It's a little late for Valentine's, but uh, if you miss that special day, call her up right now and say, baby, I'm sorry. What do you 
So K-Chaps, uh, he, he posted a snippet of a song of his that's coming out later in the week. I forgot. I meant to ask him for the songs that we could do a, an exclusive, but I'm just going to mm. play the, the snippet. If only we were with him, like in person earlier today. Yeah, that's, I thought about it and then I forgot to ask him. Useless. But he, he posted a snippet on his Instagram. Yeah. Tough times will never last. Got to keep the eyes on the prize. Tano vision check to some boys. Or telling you things when they just want to see your demise. So it's a song called The Promise mm. and it sounds promising <laughs> from the little snippet that I heard. Something else that came out that's new, King98 hooked up with Ja Praiser. Baby, won't you follow me? Mm, baby, yeah. When you dance, wanna run on a beat? If you want, baby, come follow me. We are gonna act in Angova. Shima Jazito Shikanzura. Ogadari Zama TV man. Dindari Ramchimana. We are gonna act in Angova. Dindari Ramchimana. No, I think, you know, it works, it works. <laughs> King 98 and Japra is hooking up on a song. I forgot the name of it already, but. Mm. So while I was in South Africa, I, I linked up with a, a guy from Cameroon. Mm -hmm. And then he, he's got a few artists on his label. Then he, he just signed an ask called Chorus. And he song, wrote a song called Reband. So it's an exclusive, exclusive, exclusive. Yeah, so that's Chorus, K-H-O-R-U-Z with Reband. That's all I have. Mm. Mm, it's okay, Dan. It's okay. Sometimes it's, you can only push so much P. Only so much P. Mm -hmm. So much P. The other stuff here is, uh, I'm not really interested. I mean, uh, there's something, there's some music from Gary Tight, but I haven't properly listened to it, so I don't want to play it for you guys before really knowing what's going on with it. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. uh, there was also some hip hop joints that I had seen, but I, you know, 
we'll pay more attention to them next week. But right. I think we can we can we can safely end this uh, this episode. Yeah, sorry guys, it was a little short. Yo, I pushed through. I pushed through today. Well done. Uh, you 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 did push. Um, I would like to end the show with something from Saint Flo. Oh, nice. nice. It's called Silas Mavende. Mm. It's not it's not brand new, but it came out in the past couple of weeks. And uh, I was listening to it. I was like, wait, I've heard this song a couple of times and I didn't know what it was. And when I listened to it, I was like, oh, okay. It's actually kind of a vibe. Mm. So we can end the show with that. But in the meantime, as usual, boys and girls, we need your support on the podcast. TwoBrokeTwimbles.com forward slash donate. You can uh, sign up to the Patreon over there. You become a patron of Two Broke Twimbles, in which case you get access to the fabulous WhatsApp group in which we have some stimulating discussions. A lot of the topics that we discuss here on the podcast are discussed at length within the uh, the, the WhatsApp group. Also, you get uh, first access to any events that we get involved in. And now with things being a bit more open, we are looking at more events. Hopefully, I hope we can do a premiere for the Batman. No, maybe not. Maybe we'll see what we can do or whatever other events we might get involved in. Uh, also any um, first things that we do, you can get first access to those as the patron. And also mainly it's just about supporting the podcast. So please go to twobroketumbos.com forward slash donate. Uh, otherwise you can simply like, subscribe, follow, drop a comment on whatever podcast app that you listen on and uh, um, yeah, leave a five-star rating. We would really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're going to get out of here. Thank you so much. And um, don't forget if you are looking for some grooming products, please. Just get a Manscaped and go to manscaped.com. Use the code 2BT. That's the number 2BT at checkout for 20% off and free shipping. Yep. Next week, we're going to have a review of the NAMA Awards for you. So it is award season. We're working hard behind the scenes, guys. So I think we can announce it now. Yeah, I think so. Special exclusive, exclusive, exclusive. This weekend at the National Arts and Merits Awards, Dennis Dubin and Phil Chard will be hosting the red carpet. Booyaka, 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 booyaka. So if you want to see our shenanigans live and direct, head on over to the Namas Facebook and uh, YouTube pages to see us. Or on ZBC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll be hosting the red carpet. Um, we are going to have Vobs. Yeah, so the biggest awards show in the country. Look, I mean, they chose the right people, honestly. So two broke temples will be on the red carpet. Shout out to the Nama team for trusting us. And uh, yeah. Word. So yeah, so thank you very much, guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for uh, supporting us. And we will catch you in the next episode of Two Broke Twimbos. Uh, in the meantime, stay safe, do your thing, and uh, keep on pushing Pete. Uh, pushing that positivity. That's right. We out. <laughs> hey, guys. This podcast episode is brought to you by Manscaped. As regular listeners of the podcast know, personal hygiene is important to me, and I hate having hairy balls. So Manscaped's Performance Package 4.0 is perfect for me. The Performance Package 4.0 has the right tools for the job. This lovely bundle is packed with seven goodies to keep you feeling fresh and confident for you and your loved ones. So inside the Performance Package 4.0, you'll find, first of all, the Signature Lawnmower 4.0. It's an electrical trimmer that's... Uh, Designed to trim hair on loose skin. Uh, and you know what we mean by loose skin. It has something called advanced skin safe technology, which reduces cuts and nicks on your sensitive areas. It also has a 4000K LED spotlight that's bright enough to shine a light to your true love this year. Confucius says, education breeds confidence. So it's time 
you get educated on the ultimate grooming routine for all your areas of raw romance this year. So it's not, it's not just down there. This package also includes something called the Weed Whacker. That's for your nose and, hear, ear, and ear hair. <laughs> nose and ear hair trimmer that can whack away all the worst of your weeds. Manscaped even has two free gifts in the package, including a shred travel bag and anti-chafing boxer briefs to keep your boys cool and collected. Actually, Dan, I travel with those boxes. Really comfortable. Pretty, pretty good. And for extra freshness, the performance package also includes the Manscaped's trademark liquid formulations like the Crop Preserver deodorant and the Crop Reviver toner. Like these are like facial products, but for down there, you know what I mean? This deodorant works wonders out of the shower. And while the toner is the perfect on the go weapon that is designed to keep your body smelling wonderful all day, every day, and also all night long. So basically what we're saying is this is the ultimate package to buy for yourself or as a gift for your loved one. And like I said before, it's not weird to buy it for your family either. You can get yourself this gift by going to manscaped.com and you can get the exclusive offer from Two Broke Twimbos, which is 2BT. The checkout code is 2BT. It gets you 20% off plus free shipping for your Manscaped products. That's right, guys. Don't forget, 20% off. when You go to manscaped.com and use the Promo code 2BT at checkout. And make sure you get the performance package 4.0. You get those boxes for free. I'll just buy the boxes, like multiple pairs. Your bulls will thank you. Tiru Karem 